Hi, we're back. I'm Neil. Hi, and I'm Libby. And here with us, oh my God, this just thrills me, really. Right off the plane from New York Fashion Week and with a cold, unfortunately, so we it Extra really means thankful. a lot to us that you showed up today, <laughs> is CultureMap.com's editor-in-chief, Clifford Pugh. Hi, Clifford. Welcome. Howdy, guys. Howdy. <laughs> um, so we were just in the previous show talking about his his take on the collections and the you know the what's good. Mm-hmm. So we, we got into a little bit of a discussion about how the whole scene has changed. And you said fewer parties this time, mood of the country influences everything, and that's so true. But what fascinates me, and I would love for you to share, because you, unlike so many people out there, actually have a history. You have done this a long time. You have a very deep well of knowledge. Well, you're you, a true journalist, first yes. and foremost. And this happens to be a subject you cover. Exactly. I mean, right? Okay. Yes. So yes. that's the first so program. Take us through, if you will, like how you've seen how the business was of Fashion Week, fashion presentation was when you entered the industry in your career. Yeah, well, you know, Fashion Week kind of uh, mirrors the mood of how uh, journalism has changed, how uh, newspapers have changed. Uh, when I first started doing this, I was at the Houston Chronicle probably about, I'm guessing, 12 years ago. Uh-huh. At that time, every newspaper in the country of any size would send a reporter to Fashion Week. Right. And we called ourselves the Fifth Row Club because <laughs> we were on the fifth row at the big shows. You know, the first row is like Vogue and Harper's mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Saks and Neiman's and right. those type of people. Uh, second and third row would be some of the secondary magazines in New York. And by the time you got to the fifth row, that we were um, we were the journalists on the fifth row. And we weren't basically liked by everyone because we weren't from New York. And so we weren't threatening to that whole world that's, right. that tends to be you are where you sit and if True. you don't sit on the front row that you know your your whole world is crashed down <laughs> you know we didn't care about that we were just happy to be there sure. and you guys were the most important journalists Ex- in that room exactly you really were exactly we're talking the san francisco chronicle that lovely lady um always came can't remember her name right this minute yeah, it's escaping me as escaping well. But there was me. Donna Cato at the San Jose Mercury and Stacy Sturrock at the Palm Beach Post and uh, so many friends. And, you know, our whole f- uh, the fun part of it was that we could have dinner afterward <laughs> oh, and yeah. kind of get together. And so we became really close friends who saw each other twice a year. But then as newspapers had to cut back on their budgets and all, that was one of the first places that they cut. So over the years, fewer and fewer newspaper said anyone and when do you think that happened like five years probably ago? in the last five years okay. yeah like starting in 08 maybe probably mm-hmm. yeah part of that was i'm sure mm-hmm. with the way that with the banks and all of that uh, mm-hmm. but also people just uh going to different uh outlets for their sure. information you know right. going from uh going from newspapers to um uh, to digital like mm-hmm. when i first started a culture map that was seven years ago wow like i brought a newspaper in because i wanted to look at movie times right. and like the 25 year olds <laughs> in the office thought that was the craziest thing in the world like sure. that's so quaint yeah it was so quaint and now like nobody looks at the newspaper for movie I times i kind of forgot they had movie times i know I love it. i'm like do you think that? i picked I'm showing my I, know, age. I love it's it like, but <laughs> gradually what's happened as the regional press 
doesn't go anymore. They've been replaced by bloggers. Mm-hmm. And, and I really kind of feel for the designers mm-hmm. and uh, the PR companies because they, a lot of times, don't really know who to invite, who has clout, who doesn't, right. when you seat them. Um, like one interesting thing was way back when, like when uh, the show was over and the runway bow happened and the models all came out, I mean, really chills went down your spine because it was such a beautiful thing. You applauded. Right. That was it. Well, nowadays, when they walk out, it is dead silent Ugh, because crazy. everybody has their phone uh-huh. and mm-hmm. they're all taking pictures. Even if they're, Instagram story. Yeah, even if they're like fuzzy pictures right. and you're too far away to get anything, that doesn't matter. So you might have like Anna Wintour and a couple of other people who don't raise their phones <laughs> right. applauding but everybody else it's like dead oh, silence and finally when wild. the designer comes out everyone does applaud so well, there's a God. little bit of at least show him so him or but her nothing some love. like it was back then yeah right um if you're on the front row, you're mainly there to take pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you notice, Neiman's always has great pictures mm-hmm. on Instagram or Snapchat. They're, mm-hmm. they're the front row, and they, you know, if you hold your camera down at you know the level that the okay. model's coming, that you really get a good shot. So there's a whole process. Exactly. That's a good tip. Yeah, that is a good tip. Yeah. Except don't hold it down when you're taking a picture of me. Exactly. Go high. <laughs> Higher the better. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> um, that's so that, that's interesting. That's really interesting. Well, I mean, there's so much production that goes into one of these shows I can imagine from a designer standpoint from the clothes obviously alone which take years to design plus the music and the decor and I mean for someone it's like you don't really see anything through your phone so that's horribly unfortunate that people aren't getting the whole experience they used to but the bloggers have had such um, an influence like you're saying it's like who do we invite who's relevant who's not and what place in I mean, quote unquote journalism. Do you think they yes. have taken mm-hmm. or are taking, and what's what should we as a consumer take from that? Well, I think um, what's happened is that the bloggers, by and large, are not critical in any way. So you're not always getting an honest picture uh-huh. of of what going on in the fashion world it's more like here i am in this beautiful dress don't mm-hmm. i look good in it and uh, lots of times they do um, <laughs> however it's like if you really want to know what's going on in the fashion world there's just a handful of people that you know you would want to read uh, one is robin gabon at the washington Love post uh-huh. uh, vanessa friedman at the new york times mm-hmm. um uh, Catherine Horn, who's at New York Magazine now. Right. Um, I mean, you really can find out what's going on there, but um, you're not going to find out much from a blogger. I can't think of a single blogger who actually tells you much about what's going on. Now, visually, they can show right. you what it looks like, and you can draw your own conclusion. Okay. Uh, but the desi- for the designers, it's very important if they see... I mean, just look at Kim Kardashian. You know, mm-hmm. she can go to anything and, and get, like, you know, millions to look at an right. image. Right. And if just a fraction of those people go out to buy something or retweet it or spread the word, then it's worth right. it to the designer to it's have them viral. there. So it's really changed in that regard. Some would say not for the better. But, right. Um, but sometimes you just have to change with the times, and that's what's happening now. Right. I just would love to hear what your opinion of and what your definition of an influencer is because people throw this word around mm-hmm. so liberally mm-hmm. um, now everyone's is, used to be just a very successful model was just a very successful model and now everyone's a supermodel 
So what is an influencer, a, a real influencer? I think a real influencer has an audience. And how do you gauge that audience? It's by the number of people on their Instagram or Snapchat or Mm -hmm. Facebook accounts uh, because they have the clout of that many people to look at things. Um, I think they probably, uh, the really good ones do have a good sense of style. And they're able to to maybe show you some things you wouldn't normally see, um, accessories perhaps Mm -hmm. or something like that. but I think it's it's certainly uh, a lot of it is hype. I think right. you know it's like you're famous for being famous, mm-hmm. and, and what does that mean? But if yeah. you're a designer, you're scared to turn your back on these people because uh, the proof is in the pudding, I suppose. Right. That you your sales go up right. when you have certain influencers touting your latest accessory or uh, earrings or yeah. something like that. And a lot of it's quantifiable. I mean, you can you can technically tell who is maybe boosting your sales and who's not by these blogger people exactly because they can link to a product <laughs> right and, or even give you 10 percent off or something right. like that right. so there is a direct uh way of uh, of uh, measuring commerce sure. nowadays that we didn't have years sure ago. but you were talking about oscar de la renta in the last um episode and you talked about his history and how recreating the dna of his brand after he um passed away was that two years ago Right. Mm-hmm. About yeah. two years ago. Mm-hmm. And so you've watched his collections for the past 12 years and probably a little bit before that. But can you, I mean, as a blogger who's 25 and was 13, you know, I mean, how can you relate that history with real information? I mean, like, it just doesn't seem possible to me. It's like you have all this knowledge, which we used that word last pod, but. I mean, how does that compare, really? You have to be inquisitive, and I'm not sure a lot of the bloggers nowadays are. Uh, Like, when I go to shows, occasionally I'll sit by a woman named Mary Lou Luther. Mary Lou, she's probably in her 80s Mm -hmm. now, but she actually went to Saint Laurent shows in the uh, Atelier. And, you know, she has such a history. And so when I I sit next to her, I ask her these questions. What was it like? What do you think of this collection? How does it compare? And she's such a uh, wealth of information. Mm -hmm. But for a lot of these younger bloggers, she's an old lady. You know, they don't appreciate it. They probably don't even know who she is. It's such a shame. Which is a tragedy because she is brilliant and a super nice person and will talk to anybody exactly she's very available and cares about fashion she really cares about it and i'm hopeful that there's a new generation that Mm -hmm. can at least appreciate Mm -hmm. the beauty of fashion and what it represents as opposed to the latest sure item and kind of dive into it a little bit exactly you know understand ralph lauren's new collection versus his last one it's not just all right anyway i just think i just think bloggers have 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 it very easy in a way and they will all hate me for that but because it is so visual mm-hmm. it's just lots of pictures boom mm-hmm. boom 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 you edit them yourself which is where you're putting your imprint mm-hmm. on what you're going to share mm-hmm. and that there's something to be said for someone that has a great eye which Clifford definitely does but I I know we're changing and it's we have to move forward and the whole manner in which everything is presented and right. marketed and sold and see want by um but also it's like the content it's like bloggers content is all visual whereas right. journalism is all research and written and takes much more time and effort and knowledge and you know i mean it's like i can go get my hair and makeup done and stand in front of a 
paint wall and you know tag a what dress or whatever. I mean, anybody can technically do that. Of course, it takes someone that looks good and maybe knows some things right. about some things. Right, that has but some style. I think the content is where it really gets lost. It's like visual content versus like real journalism. Right. Which I, I don't think you can really compare the two. I think that's where we get lost is like considering the blogosphere as like influencers, like right. you're saying, like right. real fashion influencers. Yeah, I think it just turns me off a little bit when all I see is, oh my God, I am so loving this <laughs> Fendi bag. That is not fashion journalism to me. So I right. guess what I have to sort of, how I have to educate myself and adjust my mind is, there are fashion journalists mm -hmm. like Clifford Pugh mm -hmm. and Mary Lou. And then there are, this is something different. And right. this is more of a visual montage of what that person's perspective is right. on it. I have a friend, his name is, <laughs> um, should I say his name? <laughs> he is a PR firm in New York. And um, He's been around a, a, a long enough to know, and um, he is so funny. Oh my, he is one of the funniest people. And if you only follow him on social media twice a year, do it the ten days before Fashion Week, <laughs> when he shares the crazy emails and requests that he gets for oh, seats and tickets and party invites. I literally he shares am them rolling on the floor. That's hilarious because he's like, oh well, here's my favorite request of the day this is from from an influencer with 115 <laughs> followers who wants a front row seat not 115,115 right right and his name is chris constable and oh, chris uh, is a great guy oh, don't you to, love I him i haven't followed him i'll have to do that oh my god you it's hilarious and when i was running elite uh Chris was on our PR team at Lividini and Company, so that's so we used to work together on a on a daily. And I am in love with him. He is so funny, um, but it's truly worth it. Just just <laughs> twenty days a year, just to get the how down. completely blown his mind is over people who feel like they deserve a seat at the show, which is really. I probably shouldn't pay that much attention because it's probably what puts me in a little bit of a mood about it <laughs> and makes me feel a certain way about it. But Well, you know, I think that is one of the beauties though, of social media and Instagram and all. It's kind of pulling the curtain back. Mm -hmm. And so you're getting to see. Uh, it's, it's like a democracy. And you know, it's messy and some of it doesn't matter and all of that. But you can still hone in on the things that do matter. And, and, and we're getting a much better education overall on that now if you combine that with the history mm -hmm. i think it would be great but i think right. it serves its purpose you see this is why i wanted everyone to hear from clifford Pugh, because that makes perfect makes sense perfect sense and has changed my attitude about it well i love um, instagram i mean I, it's fun i just love looking love at, at pretty pictures how mm -hmm. can i say you know <laughs> right well we love following you and um culturemap.com is the place to go for all things Clifford Pugh yes it's just one of the best uh, out there and we're going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back yes, we are. but we're going to take a break so thank you Clifford thanks, Pugh thanks Clifford that was fast yeah that was fast <laughs> good times time flies when you're having fun